Welcome back to Harry's Take, everyone. This morning, I am very happy to have producer, writer, and more, Andrew today. Andrew worked as the executive producer of the Colin Coward Show on Fox for many years and also writes for the Polly and Tony Fusco Show on Fox Sports Radio. Andrew is very knowledgeable on podcasting and journalism, and I am thrilled to have him on to discuss these interesting topics with him. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, and my my resume is very confusing, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I produce Colin Coward's podcast on the Volume Network, but I was just a producer on his show at Fox. So what happened was I started as a producer there, and then I went to go work for the XFL, and then it folded, and then I... Uh, Colin luckily brought me on, and that's when I became executive producer of his podcast. Uh, so it's extremely confusing for everyone in my family because they really don't know where I work. But uh, that's that's that explanation. But thank you for having me here. Yeah, of course. Uh, so first off, uh, you just did this a little, but could you tell the viewers a little bit about uh, your background and some of the work that you do? Yes. So I am currently an executive producer at The Volume, uh, where I supervise all the shows on the network. So uh, Colin in 2020, you know, he has his show, The Herd on Fox. He decided he wanted to start his own media company. And that meant that he would have his own podcast on the network, and then we'd have different shows on the network. So at that point, I was brought on to produce the show, which meant um, helping Colin prep for the show, which he didn't need much of because he was already doing his own show and knew full well, you know, he'd just done three hours of TV and had a two-hour prep meeting for that podcast. So, you know, those were some very quick prep meetings. But a lot of the work that I did, which was interesting, because what changed is when I worked on The Herd, a lot of what I did was pre-producing. We'd have these meetings. They were very fun, exciting, deep, where we'd talk out the whole show. What I did at the with Colin on the podcast was more post-producing. So what that is, is Colin's recorded all this material. He has takes, he has a guest, all this stuff. My job was to edit it, which means like putting all the images on it, putting, you know, the frame that says Colin Coward podcast, making sure the ads that we needed got in there, all those bells and whistles, and then creating the YouTube thumbnails, uh, chopping up the clips, deciding what the titling of the YouTube it would be and what the description would be because all those factors go into what is going to help that show reach its target audience. So that that is the main difference between what I did on The Herd and what I do here. It's like, yeah, you do much more back-end work. And then once you do that, like then there's cutting social clips and you're cutting social clips from the show and then you're, then you're booking the next guest and it just keeps going from there. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of my viewers uh, watch TikTok and I constantly see uh, the Colin, the Herd TikTok. Uh, do you play any part in producing his uh, TikTok and other platforms or mainly just the podcasts? So we have a, at the volume, we have a big social team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he has, he has his own team at the Herd that makes those TikToks as very successful. And then we have our own team that take things from the podcast. Now, uh, that's that's kind of like it can be a collaborative work sometimes where we're after a record we'll be like oh this was a great moment let's get that 30 seconds or um you know uh this guest had something very interesting to say let's let's highlight that um and that needs that usually is it's such an important process because it has to happen very quickly you know with tiktok especially and the way those algorithms are working now you want to be 
after a game in that area where everyone's talking about it. Because if you miss that, it's 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 sometimes going to be less than 24 hour window. If you miss it, the clip just doesn't perform as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I know that you mentioned you worked for the XFL. What do you think about the XFL's merge with the USFL? I definitely think it had to happen. Um, you know, s- spring football is it's the, but, but let me let me back up here that. What I, I think that, first of all, I think spring football is a good idea. And the reason I always thought it was a good idea was because when I was working at Fox Sports 1, you realize how much sports networks need that type of content. They need, you know, a football game in April, May is just great. And that's what I think was the main difference between the first XFL and the second XFL. The first XFL was on NBC. Well, mm-hmm. at that point in 2000, well... They didn't, you know, NBC could put a rerun of Will and Grace there, you know, or other, I'm referencing shows from the 2000s, but, and that would have gotten big numbers. And, but now where you have all these different networks and especially sports networks, 24 seven, you need the content. Mm -hmm. If you have two rival football leagues doing spring football at the same time, clearly that's going to split the audience and it's going to make both properties less valuable. Uh, So it just makes a ton of sense that these two places would, you know, two companies would come together and do this. And, uh, I do think it's going to be successful. It's just, uh, I think it's guaranteed with the way sports media works right now. Wow. That's interesting. Um, also uh, a bit to back up a bit, uh, how did you get into the podcasting field and the network field, uh, in general? That's a great question. Um, I started out, as a comedy writer, after I graduated college, uh, I, that was what I got into. And, um, I had that, that bit, you know, when you, when I was younger, like when I was your age, like, you know, you have goals and you have dreams of what you want to do. And then as I got older, which is humbling, but it's the lesson, it's like, then you get into the reality of what that thing is. And especially how you build a career in that business. And for me, when I was in comedy writing, I'm like, wow, this is a really up and down business. When you get jobs, it's great. But when you don't have jobs or you're hunting for jobs, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And I had like, you know, moderate success. Like I wrote for a Comedy Central show. It was a show called uh, The Showbiz Show with David Spade. That was fun, interesting. Then I went to go, I got... Uh, a, a writer brought me on to write for the Muppets. And then another writer brought me on to write for uh, the show called Word Girl on PBS. And there were some other jobs in there. But it was a very feast or famine in when I was working and when I wasn't. And